everybody. You're tuning in to Mad About It. I'm your host, Becky. Becky with the good hair. That's right. It's me. Oh, I'm not even sure if I'm fucking Becky anymore, though, to be honest with you. I don't even know. So, uh... Yeah, I mean... I just... I don't know if you saw the most recent episode of RuPaul... I understand that there's legislature uh, around the country criminalizing gender-affirming services for trans youth. I understand that there are uh, petitions and legislatures around the country trying to get trans kids banned from sports. Um, these are big, horrible issues that I'm kind of i choosing to not get too worked up about it not because i don't find it horrifying but because i i think that the right we have the right president for the job and i think that they you know they have kindly reminded all the states over and over again that discrimination against trans people is illegal and that trans people are protected under federal law so federal law is pretty good um i i just it's not that i don't it's not that i don't think it's very scary it's not that i don't think it's very serious it's more that i think it will be seriously resolved pretty soon it 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 is alarming uh the movement it's alarming the people behind it i kind of want to just go egg grand paul's house like all the time um and i i might honestly but now it's recorded, you know, so if I do it, they're going to be like, well, there you go. So not to, you know, by feeling pressured for me to egg Rand Paul's house on the podcast, now I have, you know, made myself a liable suspect. I don't think it's safe for me to go do it. But if any of you wanted to go do it, please say that you heard Joe Rogan do it and that Joe Rogan told you to go egg some guy's house definitely wasn't becky and if you do decide to say becky then it doesn't fucking matter i'm gonna change my name to something i haven't even decided what yet so quite off topic for today but my point is there are really serious issues there are really serious issues right now that have way more importance than rupaul's drag race and they have they're way more important uh than than the stupid fucking show but unfortunately, uh, for my peace of mind, Utica's roast was uh, pervasively awful. It was uh, was so bad that it really, it really, it really made me question. You know, like why am I watching this? What what good does what what good comes out of this show? if any, and, uh, you know, can I trust that it won't happen again, and we're gonna go through, you know, we're gonna go through the episode, we're gonna break it down, we're gonna talk about a bunch of different things, we're gonna talk about a a brief history of fatphobic sentiments on RuPaul, but to be honest, you know, fat phobia in RuPaul is is so pervasive. It deserves its own episode. 
So I, I kind of summarized uh, what I consider to be a highlight reel of the most fatphobic things that happen on RuPaul. It's not an in-depth view. I don't cover everything. I don't cover everybody. It just is what it is. And uh, the main focus, of course, of this episode is going to be dissecting what went down in the last episode as far as Utica is concerned, how the show responded to it, how people are responding on Twitter and Reddit, and, of course, as always, how Becky responds to it. I fucking hated it. So... Yeah, I mean, usually, usually on Mad About It, usually what I do is I enthuse about something. I'm, I'm an enthuser. I'm an enthusiast. That's what it's called. I like it. It's fun to get into stuff. It's fun to really enjoy stuff. Uh, you get ridiculed for it a lot. It's kind of unfortunate. You know, people that, like, have been made fun of for liking stuff love to make fun of other people that like stuff. Just is what it is. But usually, you know, you this is not really, you know, some people, they find me and they're like, ah, yes, my, like, you know, echo chamber of rage. And it's like, hey, man, get your own echo chamber of rage. Like, this is, you know, you know, we talk about stuff that makes us mad, but we also talk about stuff that's exciting and stuff that you can get obsessed with and stuff that you can, you know, kind of go down the rabbit hole with and enjoy yourself. But unfortunately, this this episode is not not a lighthearted episode. It's not a fun episode, and I am actually genuinely mad. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm actually angry, and I'm I, I'm frustrated uh, with the RuPaul fandom, as always. But you know, now it's it's a little bit it's a little bit the straw that broke the Becky's back. I'm kind of done. I'm kind of done with the show. I will still watch it, but I I will never tell anyone that I like it. Um, I don't know if that makes any sense. I feel like it's just so many people equate RuPaul with just all of the LGBT community. Everyone in the LGBTQA plus QAI plus community supposedly is being represented by RuPaul's Drag Race. That's how like regular cis cisgender heterosexual people see it and it's just not true it's literally quite quite literally just a drag show competition and RuPaul's idea of what a drag show competition is is the the basis of the show similar to how you know Becky's idea of what a podcast is is how the Mad About It podcast goes if you've been here for a while you know it's very consistent um, I don't like to change stuff, and neither does RuPaul. He has he has a a a set formula for how he goes about all of the stuff, and a huge part of the formula are the colors of the show, the colors of the background, the theme music, the songs, the structure of, of the challenges, you know, when the snatch game is. All these things are very important. But there's a whole other formula that a lot of people just ignore, and that's his formula of what a drag queen is. And a formula, the formula of a RuPaul drag queen is thin man plus wig equals drag queen. If you're, uh... A trans woman, you're not really a drag queen. If you're non-binary, it doesn't really exist. If you're a woman, 
you're not doing drag, you're just, you know, a wannabe Madonna, which is somehow different than all the other uh, wannabe Madonnas. So I just... Also, if you're fat, then you have to try to lose weight and then come back for All-Stars. You absolutely should not and cannot expect to win, you know, in RuPaul Universe, considering that you're not really working as hard as the Thin Queens. That's what's constantly implied. Constantly. Uh, Especially with Silky Nutmeg Ganache's polish. The amount of polish on her outfits, I guess. Um, I just, I'm gonna say that they would see her as very, very polished as she came back very thin. She would immediately be more polished. She could wear a fucking brown, fucking, like, feedback sack and have come, and, and have lost all the weight and come back as, like, 110 pounds, like, you know, anemic person and they, they would have been like, wow, you look amazing, so polished, so, so precise. The feedback look is just, like, it's almost like you are making a metaphor of the sad sack of shit you used to be. I swear to God, that's like a fucking vision from the future of a RuPaul we haven't even seen yet. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you just haven't seen the fucking show. You haven't seen the fucking show. And if you have seen it and you still don't know what I'm talking about, then you must just be very complicit and just completely in agreement with all of the different times that the show has dehumanized fat people. Because there are an incredible amount of circumstances in which the the show has dehumanized fat people. And I, I can't wait to get into it. But... You know, Utica's Roast is a real good example of dehumanizing some fucking fat people. Um, she quite literally told Nina West that she was a whale and refused to speak to her like a person because she was a whale. That's dehumanizing someone. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how else you can try to, you know, spin it. Um, I guess Nina West should, you know, and Nina West is willing to take a joke. Nina West is so willing to take a joke, she doesn't even fucking stand up for herself for for any reason, and she'll never stand up for somebody else if the person that is criticizing her, you know, could potentially hire her. She will not say anything bad, Uh, including, you know, she will not stand up for a person of size, no matter what the circumstances, as long as it means that Nina West is going to get a check. Sorry, but if you can't tell, I'm pretty pissed at Nina West right now. I think her performance uh, in The Untucked, where she just kind of complicitly agreed with all of Utica's jokes and played along with them, and then also just like, you know, it plays along with being the fat girl in general. I just, I understand if you could feel that way. But there has to be some sort of acknowledgement of, of people watching and, and for you having a fan base that may not really want to, to, to handle that situation that way. You know, for the record, Nina West, I thought that you were a role model. You know what I mean? Nina West, of all the drag queens, of all the drag queens, Nina West advertises herself as a role model. And that motherfucker, if you're, you know, if you're like a 16-year-old fat girl watching Nina West, what are, what are you going to get out of that? You should agree with your attacker. You should make nice with your attacker. You should make self-depreciating jokes about yourself. And at all costs, accept full responsibility because you're fat and 
other people are gonna be mean about it. So just, you know, I guess pander to it? I'm not sure. Like, fuck that shit. Fuck that shit, Nina West. I, I cannot. I cannot. So anyway, we're not here to rip on Nina West. We're here to rip on Utica. Utica is the main offender. Um, and we're gonna break it down step by step. Uh, but there's, I don't know, there's a couple things, especially the way that they're handling the whole Got Mick thing and the publicity around all of Got Mick. They are marketing Got Mick as if Got Mick is the first trans person to ever do drag. They, they're they certainly saying it's the, that they are the first trans contestant to be on RuPaul's Drag Race. They're the first trans man, but they're not the first trans contestant. There have been a lot of trans contestants, like almost one per season, at least. Um, not to mention the, the contestants that weren't out as trans on the show because they didn't feel comfortable for a reason. So, um, you know, Eureka has... Eureka has a history of, of transitioning and detransitioning that she completely hid from the show. Um, Pheromone is non-binary. Valentina is non-binary. Um, uh, I'm missing a lot of people, I'm sure. There's, I'm just saying, like, there's so many, you just you can't even fucking remember them. You know what I mean? Like, transgender people and drag queens and drag as an art form exp- of expression are peanut butter and jelly. The only person that didn't think this before fucking this season was RuPaul. And, you know, I just, I guess I'm kind of ranting, but like, you know, right off the bat, this is arguably just the most, the most ridiculous and the most out of touch season of RuPaul's Drag Race ever. Um, And again, the show is, is about the contestants. The queens themselves are why you watch, you know, and there's some good queens this season. So, yeah, you're going to watch. But, you know, I, I have a hard time watching a show where where Utica can go up there and say all of that stuff and for people to go, ha, 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 you're mean. Work on your delivery. See you for all stars. That's basically what they did. Everybody on the internet is like, I thought Utica was funny. Why'd she go home? People like, when 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 the rest of the world equates all of the queer community to what is represented on the show, that is just the worst news ever. You know, it's a big it's a big burden for the show to bear. I'm not saying that RuPaul deserves that burden. He's just a dude that wanted to be famous, that made a TV show. It just is what it fucking is. I'm just saying... You know, Facebook didn't intend to influence the election, but they did. They did influence the election. You know, RuPaul doesn't mean to stand for all things gay in the world. But he does. So you kind of have to, you know, be aware of your newfound responsibility. I suppose that's what he's trying to do by allowing one transgender man onto the show and then expecting, I guess, various sorts of Emmys or whatever the fuck he wants to get. You know what I mean? Um, Drag Race UK apparently was a big deal this season. And uh, uh, I guess Lawrence Chaney won. 
and Lawrence Chaney. I, I didn't watch the season, but I've looked up information about the season, and every time I see any type of video of Lawrence Chaney, he, he does his fat bastard impersonation. So, like, you know, yeah, a, a bigger girl w- took the crown in the UK. But how did the bigger girl take the crown? The bigger girl took the crown by being a parody of a fat person. Like, Fat Bastard is like a super offensive parody of a fat person. A super, and also not even a real person. He's not a real person. He's a fucking suit that's like covered in cheese and shit. It's disgusting. It's not, it's not a real person. It's a dehumanized satire of a fat person. And um, that impersonation I think is what is what got that motherfucker the crown and yeah you know their looks are really good blah 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 but that fat bastard shit is why is why that motherfucker won and RuPaul every season just just as there is a trans person in every season besides got Mick um there's also uh, you know, someone. This is the this is the one season where there hasn't been there there have only been a couple seasons where there just haven't been any larger contestants. And this season, the largest contestant that we have is Candy, who is, you know, I guess representing fat people. Um, I I I just you know, I'm sure that Candy represents some people. But candy, rep- candy does not represent all all people, and um, I will say I really like Candy though, and I really liked her performance at the roast. Sorry, side note, I'm kind of a Candy fan, but um, I just I find it pretty alarming that Utica could go out there and say all those things, and then kind of just be patted on the back and asked to leave quietly, and wait until she can reemerge. Uh, with less uh, grit. That's what they told her to do. They told her to go polish up and don't be so gritty for next time. Uh, I just, I think that's all really shitty. I think it's kind of weird and sad if you don't understand why that's so shitty. But I'll go ahead and break it down for you just in case you don't know why that's so shitty or just in case you do and you're like me you just want to hear somebody say all the shit you feel um so let's let's do this let's just do a an accelerated recap of fat phobia in rupaul starting with season two because i haven't seen season one i bet there's something fucking awful in season one that they that's why they that nobody can watch fucking season or didn't they didn't they recently release it or something? I just, I, I just can't. I'm not interested. I'm not, I'm not interested. Season two is a great example of the virulent fatphobia scripted by RuPaul himself into the show. Um, there's an eating challenge if you remember, and they have to identify different foods by taste. They have to say if it's chicken or what, and. Uh, Mystique 
wins this and Mystique is like the only contestant on the season that is of size uh, Mystique is uh, a fuller figured drag queen and you know right as this right as the challenge begins there's a clip on YouTube you can look it up yourself season 2 eating challenge and Raven says finally a challenge Mystique can win as maliciously as possible and then they're at the, the final stage after they're determining whether it's chicken or what there's a finish your basket speed eating competition where again the goal of winning this round is to eat as fast as possible but a lot of the queens choose to perform disgust and eat very slowly and gingerly and femininely because either that's how they are or because they don't care about doing it quickly or because almost everybody is doing that except for Mystique who's just trying to win the fucking challenge and Mystique just tries to win the challenge and they cut away and they tell and they, they cut to her and, and she says I had a system I took a little bite of food, I took a little sip of water, and I just swallowed it so I didn't have to taste it because it was all really nasty. And then she just finished first, and she won the round, and she won the fucking challenge, and that's the whole fucking goal. Again, the goal is to win the challenge. And Mystique was ridiculed and fat-shamed for winning the challenge that only Mystique could win. And they were all gagging and, 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 and rolling over about how disgusting the food was and how disgusting Mystique is. And then there's a cutaway to Raven that said, Mystique might as well have just unhinged her jaw and dipped the basket right in. She was done faster than two seconds. She was literally shaming Mystique for how quickly she finished the speed eating competition. So I guess in this in this situation, Mystique should have just sat there in protest and not eaten anything and not eaten anything. That that should have been what you did. Then they would have been like, oh, come on, Mystique, you can do better than that. There's it's a rock and a hard place. There is no there is no situation in which Mystique can win. And that's called fucking discrimination. That's what that's fucking called. So I I, I just I'm having a hard time. Because you know, is Mystique famous? Can we all just take a minute? Is Mystique is Mystique famous? What about Raven? Oh yeah, Raven. Raven still works today. Raven damn near won the season, and Raven is still a fan favorite today. Raven became a fan favorite fat shaming and roasting mystique does that sound familiar we recently watched utica basically skyrocket to fan favorite them because of her fat phobic roast of lonnie love a successful black female comedian 
and Michelle Visage, the fucking co-host of the show. To be fair, lots of people shit on Michelle Visage. And to be fair, lots of people have gone to the rehearsal and taken a dump right on Michelle Visage's face. They've done that many a, te- many a time. So Utica cannot claim any sort of fame by being the rudest queen ever to Michelle Visage. She might be one of the rudest queens ever to Michelle Visage, but there ha- she's in good company. That's all I'm saying. It's not that unusual for contestants on the show to disrespect Michelle Visage. Many of the fans disrespect Michelle Visage. I honestly think Michelle Visage, her main purpose in the show is RuPaul's punching bag scapegoat. I, I honestly think that. And, um, so it's not that, it's not that unusual for her to shit on Michelle Visage, but basically I, I'm not sure if I've ever seen somebody shit on the guest judge nearly as much as Utica shat on Lonnie Love. I mean, it was, it was pretty personal at, at, to a point, honestly. And yes, Lonnie Love got the last laugh during the roast. But Lonnie Love did not get the last laugh during the rehearsal. Lonnie Love, to me, visibly shut down during the rehearsal because Utica clearly did not respect Lonnie Love as a, as a human being. Again, dehumanizing behavior. Um, I've never seen somebody roast the, the, re- the rehearsal feedback uh, so much so that they disrespected what they were saying and, and made it clear that she didn't care about their response whatsoever. And then she goes to the performance and she, she, she re-performs the jokes exactly the same way that she does them in rehearsal. Exactly the same way. No changes whatsoever. No editing whatsoever. And... Uh, uh, her first joke is good. Then she tells her stupid fucking Lion King joke, which, in my opinion, is, uh, I think that that's, uh, I think that that's vaguely racist. Also, it flops. Michelle criticizes the way she would any other queen. Uh, this is in rehearsal, sorry. Utica responds by fat shaming her, ignoring her, insulting her, critique. She then tells the Nina West whale joke, doesn't even make a Dory reference, comedy crime number one. Lonnie Love laughs because the joke was horribly fatphobic, and then Utica laughs at the whale laughing at the fat joke. Utica dives into this and asks both, you know, Lonnie Love and Michelle if they're triggered by the fatphobic humor and she calls them Dumbo and uh, and uh, says just just keeps going just keeps going the implications are numerous and the troll keeps whacking Lonnie loves to me seems to retreat she seems to get quiet Michelle steps in says hey this is very mean this is very harsh this is very very not good very very not good Utica laughs rolls her eyes seems to think to herself well the right people are gonna love it I think this is funny so everyone else will think it's funny too the right people will laugh 
She literally says this later in the dressing room. She says, if I'm having fun, they will too. Nope. Nope. They will not have fun. Utica performs every joke as it was in the rehearsal. No edits, nothing changed whatsoever, except the roast had more jokes, and they're all worse somehow. She smiles and enjoys the whole thing from start to finish, regardless of what her response was. Her jokes to Heidi, in my opinion, were, were very racially biased. And I think that the secret to Utica's offensive humor was that to her, it was very, very funny. Because... To other people on Reddit and Twitter, they also thought it was funny. They also thought it was very, very funny. And in order for these jokes to have any sort of punch, any sort of humor whatsoever, you have to fill in the gaps. You have to imply. You have to make implications. You have to have a series of stereotypes that you find less than that you automatically assume about people. These stereotypes, these implications, these biases that you have are are not proven they're assumed negative attributes that you deem unseemly that you don't associate yourself with that you go ahead and assume about someone else that you don't know it's called being a fucking bigot and if you thought any of Utica's jokes were funny it's because of those implications I believe that if you were the wrong kind of folk, you could definitely enjoy various racist implications insinuated by Utica's material. And yet no one mentioned it. The only people I've seen talking about it online are people about it, are people talking about it in other countries, outside of America. Honestly, I'm like, like fuck America. I'm like ready to move out. Plenty of the other queens made offensive jokes with fatphobic material. The implications of the other queens' jokes were nothing like Utica's. Got Mick's joke about Ross coming when the pizza is delivered in a porno literally implies nothing about Ross's lifestyle or character other than that a funny joke about loving pizza abstractly you know, like, it's a very abstract sort of sexual humor. Calling candy a roast also kind of implies that candy is delicious. Um, Lonnie Love heckles her and that she's, she says, hey, you're bombing, you're the one bombing, everybody laughs, the whole panel laughs with her. Rue flips her off twice while laughing and smiling. They get their promo shot of the season, the golden meme for season 13. Utica is proud of her performance and seems to understand that she wasn't gonna be judged well, but that it didn't really have any sort of impact on whether or not she thought she did well. She leaves on a high note and Rue says she looks amazing and thought that she was sometimes funny and other times too mean. She says she loves her and that she should sashay, but that she's probably going to see her again. I, they don't outright say it, but they set this motherfucker up for All-Stars harder than anybody's ever been set up for All-Stars. And I think she put uh, Simone in the bottom to make sure that Utica was sent home, but that honestly sounds really optimistic to me. I think quite simply Simone just bombed harder than Olivia. And I think if Olivia had bombed harder than Simone, Olivia would have been in the bottom with Utica, and very well, Utica may still be in the competition. 
I I seriously think that I I would love and and the reason I think this is so outrageous is because based on the content and based on what happened based on the treatment of rehearsal based on all of what was going on highly unprofessional behavior I know it's a roast but the other girls roasted and it was a completely different thing so uh, only one person took it to where Utica was taking it. I think she should have been booed off the stage, and I think they should have edited a lot more of her jokes out. And uh, I think that RuPaul's Drag Race chose not to edit it out because they knew that people th- would think that it was funny, and they knew that people would like it, and they knew that people would like Utica. And it is just yet another chapter in a long history of RuPaul's Drag Race promoting and benefiting from fatphobia and fatphobic sentiment. Arguably, the most recent UK Drag Race UK winner, the plus size girl, arguably she's only a winner because she's willing to play the part. She's willing to play the stereotype. She's willing to be the fat bastard. I shouldn't have to have personal experience as a fat person to be able to see various contemptuous actions and sentiments present in the episode and as well as in past episodes. It's the same as racism, it's plain to see, same as sexism, it's plain to see. Um, Why is it that on a show that claims to uplift and represent the queer community, Rue takes credit for discovering and accepting and adapting trans people for the show, all while silencing and editing out all previous trans contestants. Got Mick is just another chapter in a long history of transgender drag queens. Many previous contestants on the show have come out as transgender, and many previous contestants on the show have identified as non-binary, even Gigi Good, who almost won. Why wasn't the gentleman Start Your Engines line changed for that season? What about Got Mick makes it racers instead of gentlemen? Got Mick identifies as male, he uses he him pronouns, he just happens to be transgender. Why is this the season that it is changed to racers? Why? Because of RuPaul's fucking head up his ass. I I just I can't I I just I honestly it's just it's not worth it anymore. It's just it's not enjoyable, it's not entertaining, and it's just depressing. It's depressing. I've been depressed since I saw the episode and I I've re-recorded this episode. This is my fourth time trying to record it because every time I try to talk about it I get so angry and I get so off topic. I don't make any sense. And there's a whole thing, there's a whole thing about season 9 that I didn't even finish. I didn't even get into. There's this part where uh Eureka, Sasha Velour and Valentina are talking and Eureka gets angry with Sasha Velour for talking, or it gets, Valentina says, there's something I'd like to talk about, and Eureka jokes, is it, you have an eating disorder, and Sasha Velour, like, snaps at Eureka, and Eureka and Sasha Velour get in a big fight about eating disorders, and Eureka is just kind of aggressive, to be honest, and, um, later... Eureka comes over and apologizes, and uh, she apologizes to Valentina and Sasha Velour for for uh, belittling their struggles with eating disorders. 
and Sasha Velour, Sasha Velour begins to apologize to Eureka, and there's a suspicious edit sound. Um, it's a, right in the middle of the word. I'll try to do it in this, just so you, you know what I mean? Uh, and it sounds edited. And I think the show edited out Sasha Velour's apology to Eureka. I think they gave a, a very abbreviated apology to, to Eureka. And then they go in to talk about Valentina and Sasha Velour's problems with eating disorders. And then Monique Hart uh, opens up about struggles with bulimia. And I know that Eureka has struggled with eating disorders. And they don't talk to Eureka about it. They don't interview her perspective. I have no memory of them ever talking to a fat queen about their eating disorders. I have no memory of them ever talking to a fat queen about any of their problems besides um, trying to, you know, fit in in the world as a big girl as a vague concept. They definitely, they never, they never show support for the fat queen's eating disorders. They never show support for the fat queen's eating problems. They only show support for the skinny queen's eating problems. And that, I really feel, is, 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 is a huge world problem. Like, that, that's just a fact. People think, oh, that person's fat. They can't possibly have an eating disorder because they're fat, you know? And, um, uh... I just think that's ridiculous. Um, it's super ignorant. And, and and again, you know, Utica's jokes all centered around this idea of it's too mean, it's too harsh, it's too true. But I don't think any of what Utica was saying is true. I think that Utica is ignorant. And I think that Utica doesn't understand fat and doesn't understand fat people and doesn't understand the fat body and doesn't understand all the different reasons in which people can become fat. And I also think that to RuPaul's Drag Race, the body positivity movement is a hilarious joke because the only way that you can be positive about your body is if you love yourself until you're thin and beautiful. Because if you love yourself, you'll be thin and beautiful. And if you don't love yourself, then you're not going to be thin and beautiful. Because to, to RuPaul, being thin and being beautiful is self-love. These are the same thing. So, I don't understand how they can't see the hatred, the knife that goes with that sentiment. I don't understand it. And, um... There's quite a bit of ignorance around fat and and uh, fat phobia, and I guarantee you that there's no way that any fat person could be in denial about their weight. There's no way that any fat person could be uh, free from fat phobic sentiment. There's no way, and there's no way that they aren't being reminded on a regular basis. So you don't need to remind them. Uh, if you see a fat person and you think that person is stupid and ignorant and I need to help them, you are ignorant and you are the problem. You are contributing to that person's problem. So please do yourself a favor and do them a favor and just shut the fuck up, go to hell, and go fuck yourself. That's all. That's all. That's all. Just do it. Uh, gentlemen, start your engines, go fuck yourself. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sick of it. I'm pretty sick of all this shit. And I'm really sick of this, this, this preachy, self-love, uh, happy, love-yourself community 
with so many conditions and with so much hatred and with so much uh, fake nicey nice and so much falsehood uh, until RuPaul's Drag Race is a safe place for a fat person to be it's not a safe place for the queer community because guess what folks there are fat people in the queer community and they're not gonna just die and go away they're not I know you want that, but they won't, Utica. Sorry. You're going to have to stay in your fucking Minnesota town forever and just, you know, close the blinds and hide from the ugly fatty whales forever. And, and I tell you, none of us want to talk to you either. And your fake Minnesota bullshit can go fuck itself. That's all I got to say. I just, again, I warned you, this is not a happy episode and I'm not happy. I'm fucking mad. It's a fucking stupid bullshit thing. I should be able to relax with a fucking television show with my girlfriend and not watch fat people be ridiculed, treated as less than human, and then be told that your truths were too mean. I didn't hear any truths from Utica's mouth. All I heard was a bunch of ignorant garbage. That's all I heard. So, also, why is it that the bitch has only ever heard fucking Disney references? What about being a drag queen? Did, did they not tell you you have to be a fucking pop culture referencer? You cannot get away with just only referencing fucking Disney movies, you stupid, stupid, stupid son of a bitch. That's ridiculous. I, like, Dumbo, Lion King... Uh, speaking whale, finding Dory. I mean, there is not a single, there is not a single thing that that motherfucker did not get from a Disney fucking movie. You know, Disney, you know, he's a fucking anti-semi-racist piece of shit. So is Utica. All right, anyway, ta-ta. Also, I do not regret fucking anything. I don't care how fabulous she looks. I don't give a shit. She's a mean girl, son of a bitch. That's it. Ta-ta. Mwah.